This week, we're going to have a little bit different episode. We're going to be talking about egg health. This is kind of an interesting topic. I am learning so much about this right now myself because when I was trying to conceive for baby number two, we did IVF with Highland, our daughter who just turned two years old. She was the only embryo that came from our IVF cycle. And it's a miracle that she stuck and that she's here today and we get to celebrate that. But I knew when we were going to try again because we wanted to have more kids that I didn't really want to go the IVF route. And so I had to start digging into options. What were the different routes that I could take apart from doing IVF again? And one of the things that came up for me during our IVF cycle was my eggs, the quality of my eggs. So we're going to talk about that today. Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to talk to you about natural deodorants. In episode nine of the podcast, I had a guest speaker. She's a naturopathic doctor and she was sharing tips on increasing fertility. And one of those things was really cleaning up the toxins in our environment. And I was sharing with her that actually over the last few years, I've been on a journey of doing that myself in my own home. And one of those things was deodorant that I switched. Like I went from using just the over the counter, like basic target deodorant to switching up to a more natural deodorant. And so I came across this company called Wild. They are UK's number one natural deodorant company that focuses on performance, sustainability, and style. They are on a mission to clean up the bathroom and they want to free the bathroom from ugly single-use plastic bottles and unnecessary chemicals, which is perfectly in alignment with the tips that Samantha was sharing on episode nine. And so anyway, I really do believe that a lot of us being able to conceive naturally, my husband and I, after literally zero positive pregnancies for six years, had to do with us switching and making these lifestyle changes. Now, I don't think it's everything. I do believe, obviously, in God's timing. But I think we, you know, as stewards of our bodies, it's important that when we're educated on how toxins and chemicals and all these things can make an impact on your body, specifically what we put on our body and in our body, that we have a responsibility as the stewards of these physical bodies to take care of that. So I really do believe in that. And I know I've had people message me Like, what do you recommend? What do you suggest? And so Wild would be a great deodorant to begin with and to start using. 
It is one that actually works. It's so cute when it comes in the package. Like you can actually change out the different little flavors of like what you're rolling on you, which is amazing. So it's all customizable with the case and color and the scent combinations, which I love. And then it's also eco-friendly and all natural ingredients. So it's aluminum and paraben free as well as vegan and cruelty free no harsh chemicals, but it still is going to work. And that was one thing I was kind of worried about being an athlete. I'm like, okay, but I sweat and I smell. I'm not like one of those girls that like just slightly glistens and like, you know, cannot go without a shower or whatever. And so anyways, it's made all the difference for me. And they sent me some of it to try. And I have just been loving the switch of making that natural deodorant. So I highly recommend checking them out. You can actually get 20% off your first order when you use the code the waiting well and that will give you 20% off trying this and i think it is worth the effort to actually try and switch up this part of your product if you have not done that yet or if you haven't found one that you like again the code is waiting well 20% off of your first order and we're so thankful for companies like this that are just pioneering and helping us create changes to increase our fertility I love this topic because I am a health and fitness coach. That's what I've been doing for the last eight plus years. And health and wellness has been something I have been passionate about from a very young age. I didn't really understand the impact of nutrition because I didn't grow up where that was like a huge focus. I feel like I grew up where there were like a lot of casseroles, a lot of potatoes, a lot of salads with ranch dressing. So when I went to college, I had a lot of teammates that were significantly healthier diets than I, but being a college kid and then also being on our college cross country and track team as a scholarship athlete, I wasn't really in a position where I felt like I had to eat better and I didn't understand the value or the importance of it until I was out of college and I was no longer running a gazillion miles a week. If you're a runner, you know especially at that age, running that much mileage can really have an impact on like how you look. And so I wasn't really understanding that like if I had eaten better back then, who knows the impact it could have had on my energy, my cycle, my menstrual cycles. Like there was a time where I had to miss a track meet because of my menstrual cycles. It's just all of that. I look back and I'm like, oh, if only we're so much wiser in hindsight. But it kind of led me down this path of gaining weight after college, after being a college athlete. And now I was working in the real world and I gained weight and it was like, whoa, I need to look into nutrition. I need to understand more about what God has called us to in stewarding our bodies and our health. And so that launched my whole passion and heart for health and wellness and specifically for women because I was someone who struggled with binge eating. And I didn't really know that that's what it was until I was overseas as a newlywed. And I would like eat a bunch of candy and then like hide the wrappers from my husband. (laughs) I didn't want him to know like how much chocolate I ate that day or just various things. And even though I didn't look quote unquote unhealthy or I had a ton of weight to lose, And specifically, I still was struggling with very poor relationship and interactions with food. I treated it like an emotionally coping mechanism. So anyway, that's where my journey began as a coach in health and wellness. And so I now coach women every single month. I host online virtual boot camps where I help them with their nutrition, their fitness, 
you can always find more on my website, CourtneyDunker.com about that stuff. But that's where my journey started. And then literally the same year that I started my coaching business, we started trying to conceive. I didn't know that I would struggle to conceive. And six years later, that wellness journey took on various different forms over the years, specifically over the last few years, especially since moving to Maui. I feel like I became even more increasingly aware of our responsibility to educate ourselves on the food industry and how sugar and just the whole industry in general, like processed foods and all these like hormone imbalances are going to take place and take root and impact our journey. And I think a lot of it has come from me realizing that so many women are now struggling to conceive. And I don't, like I talk to my parents about this all the time and I know it was a different world. Like they didn't talk about their struggles as vulnerably, I feel like as social media has introduced into our culture today, but they still said like they didn't have friends that struggled to conceive. Like it just wasn't a frequent thing that they saw. And now it's like everybody knows somebody who's struggling. So it really just kind of led to this passion to understand more. And that's where I have dug into more of this like fertility coaching world, learning how to pair my passion for health and wellness and equipping women who are navigating their fertility journeys. And egg health is one of those things because when Josh and I decided to start trying for baby number two, I knew that I did not want to go the IVF route again. Like it was very hard on my body. I didn't, I don't really believe that the hormones and everything that you, all the shots you're taking, I don't necessarily believe that's the best thing for your body to endure. I don't know that we really have a full comprehensive understanding of how that's going to impact long-term health if you're doing multiple rounds of IVF. And I'm, I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm not making any medical claims or even giving medical advice. But I want to share just from my personal perspective, kind of where I was coming from, why we made the decision not to pursue IVF again, and how when I started meeting with a holistic naturopathic doctor, the starting point was kind of assessing, okay, like I had low AMH, which was like my ovarian reserve, basically how many eggs I have left as a female. That's a number that can help identify what that number, like how that is and if that's good or bad. And so that was low for me when we did our blood work. And then egg quality was another thing. She was like, okay, if we're going to have not as many eggs to work with, we need great egg quality. I wish I had done this testing and this process of working with a naturopathic doctor before going the route of seeing a specialist who is going to suggest IUI and IVF simply because it would have paired well together. Number one, if that's what we had chosen to do those treatments, it would have paired well together because she was able to set me up on supplements that were going to support egg quality, egg health, sperm health, all those things that are going to impact the IUI and IVF cycle, right? Like if I had been doing the protocol she gave me during my IVF cycle, who knows if we would have had a different result than just Highland. We don't know because the specialist was not concerned specifically with all of the supplements that could benefit me. They were more just like concerned with the protocol of let's get to baby and this is how we do it. So 
not as much of a homeopathic or natural approach. And I think they can pair well together. They can also, like for me, I took the route of just doing the natural path fully and being fully committed to that to really give it a full chance. And so my natural path was like, okay, we want to see three months of consistent use with supplements before making any decisions. Because when it comes to egg health, that's tip number one, that it takes about three months for anything that you're changing in your lifestyle to make an impact on the health of your eggs. So if you are planning for IVF or whatnot, and or you're not, and you're just trying to conceive, and you feel like maybe egg health could be in question, you want to be giving yourself at least three months of consistently implementing some of these tips to make a difference in your egg health. So if you're like, okay, I want to conceive this month, you got to work backwards and at least three months before that should be working on your stuff. And that's why Josh and I decided to start working with a naturopath last April because I wasn't quite ready to say like, I'm ready to try but I knew that I needed to take some steps to put our bodies, my body, especially postpartum, in a healthy position to try. So like when we started working with Dr. Zen in Arizona, like we, it was really just to set the stage. We weren't actually fully going in, like trying to conceive, but the Lord had different plans and that's so cool. So anyway, that was kind of her focus. And here's how we can create change. We can create change through our lifestyle. We can create change through movement, yoga, supplementation, and warm foods. The greatest influences on our egg health are going to be toxins, nutrition, and energy. So this is really important to realize that like, if I'm not taking any steps to get to pay attention to soaps I'm using, deodorants I'm using, which I know I've talked about the wild natural deodorant that I would recommend, laundry detergents, like some things that are consistent everyday uses. I do believe that you can go down a rabbit hole and like start getting so obsessed that like you're trying to change everything and it's just so, that's almost too toxic. But I do think that the things that we use on a consistent basis, like deodorants, like dish soap and laundry detergent, those are some things that you're using pretty much every day that would be easy switches to make. So that can have a great influence on your egg quality. Nutrition. If you are not taking your nutrition seriously, again, it's like going back to what God has called us to be stewards of our bodies. It's hard to take our nutrition seriously and think that that's going to make such a difference because we live in a world that's like, writing prescriptions for everything. When I was like 14 or 15, I think I went, when I started my period, I had such a bad cycle. Like I got so sick that we went to the doctor and I got put on birth control. I wasn't even like, I grew up in a Christian home. I was not sexually active until I got married. So for me, it was like, how is that the first line of defense? It's mind blowing to me a little bit that we are so quick to just focus on the end destination we want to get to. We want to get rid of the pain in her menstrual cycle. Okay, so let's just take the easy route and do birth control. Or I want a baby. Okay, let's just try to take the easy route and do IVF. Like I do feel like a lot of doctors will even suggest IVF before they've tried all the different things. Like let's do a laparoscopy. Let's do blood work. Let's do an IUI. 
it's almost like they're just trying to get, you want a baby? Okay, let's get there the fastest way. And it's like, but what if we took our time, we scaled back and we set our body up for success to do what God programmed it to do? God did create our bodies to reproduce. He created male and female. He created our bodies to create babies. So I think there's something about that, that like if we're not taking our nutrition seriously because it's too hard, we're too busy, we're living you know, a fast-paced lifestyle, or we're just in a culture where it's easier to grab and go fast food or easier to just consistently have sugar or process things, then we're not actually, like, I just, I kind of struggle with like, you want it bad enough, but you don't want it that bad. Like, if you want a baby, if you want to be healthy and, and increase fertility, we have to look at all these areas and try to make improvements. It's not about perfection, but we should be seeking improvement. And if we're not looking at our diet and our nutrition, we're missing an opportunity to create long-term change. And it's also about the health of that embryo and the pregnancy, right? So super, super important. And then there's a couple of supplements that I was taking personally that are usually recommended to help with egg health. So coco tin, that is one of the most important antioxidants that increases egg and embryo quality. And it's good for sperm quality as well. So if you're speaking with a naturopath or a specialist, asking them about putting you on some kind of amount for CoQ10. And then BPA and uh, platelets, I think is how you say it, they really impact egg health and toxins. So I started trying to move away from plastic stuff. I have like a stainless steel water bottle instead of using. Like I grew up where we would just buy the Costco waters and just use the plastic water bottles and whatnot. It's like, okay, let's try to steer clear of that. I still try to steer clear of that and do like glass when we are um, saving our food, but it's been difficult because I have a husband who likes plastic. Uh, so we're still, we're still making those adjustments. But again, it's just thinking about, okay, let's just create awareness to some of our daily ongoing lifestyle habits and let's start making change. I think it's so easy to get overwhelmed and try to even convince yourself that you can manipulate and be like, oh, if I did this, this, and this, then we would like have a baby. But it's just about becoming aware and starting to make some small changes that will add up over time. Like who knows if the changes that I had made, you know, two to four years ago are why we are in a position to conceive naturally this past year. I think that's huge. Um, folate increases ovulation and equality. So asking your doctor about folate Women with a gene mutation mother, I think that's how you say it, or the MTHFR, I believe, are more likely to have abnormal embryos and implantation failure. So they should be taking an active form of methylfolate. So really, if that's something that you fall into, maybe ask your doctor to test you for that gene mutation and then asking them kind of being your own advocate and saying, hey, can I take this? High levels of B12. So I believe I was taking like a B12 supplement as well for better embryo. And DHEA is a hormone that can improve egg quality as well. But if you have PCOS, that would be something to not be taking. Always test for this with your doctor. 
And then just reviewing kind of what my protocol was. So I wanted to increase my egg quality. That was a goal that we were working on. And then I needed to increase my iron because after I had Highland, that really took a hit because I had a hemorrhage. So I was taking a prenatal. I was on melatonin, which actually can really help. It's not been shown to interfere with ovulation. But of course, everything I'm sharing is just personal experience. You definitely want to discuss with your own medical advisor and whoever you're seeing. So I was taking melatonin. I was taking selenium. Selenium is a supplement nutrient that can promote the development of your ovarian follicles. So that's obviously where the egg is held. And then it can support the process in which the egg becomes dominant and you can achieve ovulation, which is a huge part of obviously conceiving. So I was on that supplement. I was also taking vitamin E, which can act as an antioxidant and really help reduce oxidative stress. Stress has an impact on egg quality. And so this can really make a difference as well. And finally, I was obviously taking iron. Something that I was also doing the week that I conceived, which I just part of me is like, this has to be one of the things (laughs) is that the week that I literally ovulated and conceived, I got a gallon of raw milk to try because we were trying to wean Highland. I was still breastfeeding when I conceived, which is also another just like miracle of like what can actually happen when we're properly taking care of our bodies and what God can do. Like so many people are like, oh, you can't ovulate when you're breastfeeding. It's like, well, I did. And I never got a positive pregnancy, never had conceived naturally on my own for six years plus more than after Highlands. Like she was, I don't know, 15 months when we got pregnant or whatever, maybe 13 months. And no, (laughs) she was like 15 months, something like that. Anyway, the point is that you just never know what will be the thing that you put into the cog of your fertility journey that will just get everything to hit right. And it's not to become obsessed with it, but it is to learn to become your own advocate. So the week that I ovulated and conceived, I had bought a gallon of raw milk here on Maui. I had heard you know great things about it and we hadn't given Highland any pasteurized milk at this point. And so I was like, I'm willing to try raw milk and see if she likes that. And we can kind of wean her that way because I knew that it would be full of nutrients, except she wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. So Josh and I ended up drinking it, both of us. And we, we loved, it It was so incredible. And sure enough, that one week, I've never had raw milk in my life ever before. That one week we conceived for the first time ever in years of trying. So is it the raw milk? Is it the supplements? Is it the Lord's timing? Yes, yes, yes to all of it, right? It's like we just have a responsibility to do our due diligence, to pursue education, become our own advocates, to learn about our bodies and how God designed them to heal and to live healthy and to be nourished from the inside out and to live accordingly. And then ask the Lord to provide in his timing when he sees fit. So I hope I gave you some ideas of how to improve egg quality on this episode. I know it was a little bit different, just kind of like brain dumping some ways and things that I have learned over my fertility course that I am currently taking. And then 
obviously my own experience working with a naturopath and conceiving truly. So for me, I just am a really big advocate for learning, learning, becoming an advocate for yourself, learning what it is that the route that you want to take. Like for me, the second time I wanted to take a more natural, holistic approach. And as a result, like I got to learn so many things and it's just opened up my eyes to things. So that's my encouragement with this episode. Don't become obsessed. Don't become so controlling over your diet and all these things, but just learn to be a steward of what God has given you. Learn to make changes that you feel he's impressing on your heart. Like for me, diet was a huge part. I needed to make changes in our lifestyle and toxins that we had in our home and my diet. That was a huge part of us on this journey, becoming a better steward so that God could open that door for us to conceive. I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, you're always free to reach out and email me. All my contact and details are in the show notes. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.